Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 333. That's three threes. This is the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. My name is Stephen Fennick and I'm the editor of techguide.com. Au, you first-time listeners, we're glad you found us. We hope you enjoy the show. On this week's show, how's your NBN connection? If you're not happy, did you know you could get a refund? Apple Pay at last for the Commonwealth Bank, and Australians reveal their greatest fear, running out of battery on our phones. In the Tech Guide Review, we're going to take a look at the product that can turn your whole house into a smart speaker. Ring has released a new stick-up cam and the connected eyewear that could save your life. And we'll wrap it all up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A huge show, so let's jump straight in. Well, how's your NBN service? Uh, a lot of people who have connected to the NBN, uh, there's no secret, there's a lot of unhappy people out there, and uh, a lot of them feel trapped. They don't know what to do, uh, little information for them, the recourse from their internet service provider, there hasn't been much they can do. Uh, the main area of complaint is customers who are on using the fiber to the node technology. Now, this is... Uh, where the node is at the end of your street, so the, the fibre comes to the end of your block, for example, and then it is brought to your home using the existing copper line. Now, the problem with that in the past is the when, when that service has been activated for some customers and they've signed up for, optimistically, the 100 megabits per second, 50 megabits per second services and have fallen well short of that, and the problem that was uncovered by the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, that's the ACCC, the problem that's been uncovered is the fact that a lot of the ISPs, the internet service providers, the retailers, they call them, is that they were selling these services and these speeds and making these claims knowing that the, the connection, the technology just couldn't do it. And as a result, there's been a lot of changes made in terms of revealing typical evening speeds and things like that in, in the upfront uh, advertising for your service. Now, the ACCC has actually singled out several internet service providers who may be in a position now to provide a refund for customers. Now, these are those customers who are on fibre to the node now, just an explanation, fibre to the node. Now, you've got to remember when when the, the Liberal government uh, came to power in 2013, they inherited the NBN as a – this was a, a labour plan to deliver fibre to every single home and business in Australia. And 
the Liberal Party came to power and was alarmed at the the price, the the costs of the of, of completing this to every home. They were worried it was going to double. I think the budget was forty nine billion to begin with, and they were worried it was going to it was going to explode to double that size. Hence the reason why then Communications Minister Malcolm Turnbull, under the Prime Ministership of Tony Abbott, decided to make this technology mix. They decided to create fibre to the node. They decided to use existing copper and uh, repurpose existing hybrid fibre coaxial cables, the old Telstra cables. So they decided rather than the total knockdown, they decided to utilise existing infrastructure to try to cut the costs. Unfortunately, fibre to the node is is one of those solutions and a lot of customers have expressed that their previous service, their non-NBN service, was actually better than the NBN, which is not the, the goal of the whole... The whole idea of the NBN is to provide a nationwide high-speed network that would be the envy of the world. And sadly, that's not it. Sadly, we're, I think, in the bottom, in, the, in there's 55 other countries that have better internet than Australia. Now, Australia is a big country, so a lot of countries ahead of Australia are quite small. Uh, so that it, it isn't such a task to, to totally cable up a country, a smaller country with fibre. Australia is a different story. And I think the whole wireless debate is, is another thing altogether. 5G and, and 5G speeds and what that can promise. By the time the NBN's finished in a couple of years, 5G is going to be here and it's going to be fast. It's going to be up to 20 times faster, but that's a story for another day. At the moment, for those customers who are on fibre to the node who are getting pitiful speeds on the national broadband network that's costing more than $50 billion to, to construct, is laughable. And the ACCC knows this. They've singled out these companies, Telstra, Optus, TPG, IINet, Internode, Dodo, iPrimus and Commander as providers who in the past had made promises about fibre to the node services that simply they could not meet. And as a result, these customers, if you're a customer of one of these providers and you're a fibre to the node customer that isn't getting anywhere near what they were promised, then you have grounds to ask for a refund. Uh, if not a refund, uh, maybe a reduction in the cost of your plan or a change of plan, there's that option. Even if you've, so you've agreed to a contract, it doesn't matter. You can, you can, there's a get-out clause here now because you were sold something that they can't provide and the reason that, that's the reason why customers can now, can now get out of it. And, and I think high time this happened as well. It's, 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 it's sad to hear all these, these horror stories from the NBN, uh, and the reason we hear them is because they're there. A lot of people, they, they think of NBN and immediately think, oh, what, it's terrible, it's a waste of money, and the, for a lot of people, they've got a legitimate gripe to that that is, that is the case. I've had, I've had the NBN only for two months, and so far, so good. It's been great. I've got fibre to the curb, which is a bit a better technology than the fibre to the node, obviously, but uh, I've spoken about that on past shows, uh, how I've been connected. I've got fibre to the curb, and I'm on the 100, 100 down, 40 up, and it's normally in the mid-90s, even during the busy period, the evening period, and I haven't had a complaint. I did have issues with the, with the actual connection and getting the service started, but... That was a minor wrinkle that was ironed out, and now I'm uh, I'm quite happy with the service. 
but I'm I'm not the majority. I'm I'm one of many, one of a few people who are happy, but there are a lot of people who are unhappy, uh, and these are the customers that I think that need the the most attention from the NBN, from their providers, and it's good to see the ACCC has actually stood up and and spoken up for them because uh, there there are there are plenty of people who. Uh, just didn't know even that they could sign up to another provider. Finder did an interesting bit of research where they said 40% of customers compared their options but still chose to stay with the same provider. 21% admitted it was just easier to stay with the same provider. Uh, you, You may not know, you do have a choice of provider. Before the NBN, and I'm a classic example of this, I had I wanted a cable connection, so I wanted fast broadband. And the only cable in my street was an Optus cable, so I could only get an Optus service. There was no Telstra cable. There was no other high-speed. I could have got ADSL through Telstra, but I didn't want that. I wanted cable. So my only choice was Optus. Now with the NBN, I could have chosen anybody. I chose Optus to give them the first crack at my NBN service, and, and they're my provider. But... If I was shopping around, I could have chosen anyone I wanted to give me to to provide this service. That that's the beauty of the NBN. That that's the upside. You do, you're not stuck with a telco that you don't like, a provider you don't like. If they're not giving you the service that you're paying for, then you can give them the boot, which is good news. Uh, if you want to read more about that story and what you need to do if you are unhappy about your NBN service, you can check that story out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Well, next up, we're talking Apple Pay, and there's a lot of customers out there, a lot of a lot of listeners out there, and a lot of my readers were saying the same thing when they heard that Apple Pay was finally available for the Commonwealth Bank. It is available. Was from from last week. The one word, the most common word uttered throughout the whole the whole time was finally. Finally, we can get it. Apple Pay for ComBank customers and BankWest customers as well. BankWest is owned by the Commonwealth Bank, so naturally BankWest customers, if you're listening, you too have Apple Pay. And it has been a long journey. They did announce back in December that they were going to offer this in January. And last week, uh, I think it was the early last week, the news came through that the service was live. You could, from that day... uh, put over your debit and credit cards on your phone, add them to your wallet, and use them for the contactless touch-and-go payments. Apple Pay happens to make up 90% of contactless payments. All mobile contactless payments, is uh, 90% is uh, using Apple Pay. So it was a big deal that Apple Pay was available to customers. So much so, in, in, in the four years, you know Apple Pay's been around for four years and ANZ were the first major bank, let's call them the, the big four. So there's ANZ, they, they offered it in 2016. But ComBank, Westpac and National Australia Bank resisted. They decided, nope, we don't want to offer it straight away. So they kind of led a bit of a, a, a consortium against Apple. They didn't want to to do it straight away. They didn't want to give up any ground to, to Apple and Apple Pay. Naturally, Apple Pay exists so Apple can make money. There's a couple of like a half cent out of every transaction and all these sorts of things. I don't know the exact figures, but that these micro payments, especially when 90% of all mobile contactless payments are made using Apple Pay, they add up. 
So hence the reason why Apple is uh, pushing pretty hard to get the banks on board. Now, the Commonwealth Bank is on board after all this time. Uh, it's, I think it's a no-brainer you're going to see Westpac and National Australia Bank follow within weeks. I'd be surprised if within the next month you don't see one or both of those remaining banks offering Apple Pay to their customers. And a lot of people uh, are questioning that, that are new to Apple Pay since, since ComBank have offered it. They're the biggest bank in Australia. A lot of people are new to Apple Pay, and I've had the, the same question asked several times. Is it secure? And the answer to that is absolutely it is secure. It is more secure than your credit card, than the plastic in your wallet. Because if that plastic, if, if, that, if you lost that, for example, then people can go around making tap-and-go payments for under 100 bucks until you t- turned your card off. So with Apple Pay, you can make that payment, but you need to confirm your identity with either a fingerprint or a face ID. So it, it does have to verify you as as the owner of the card each and every time, whereas the, a piece of plastic can't do that. They'll just tap and go, and the, the shopkeeper doesn't care as long as it clicks through and they get their money. If it's your card, if, if someone's using your card, it's not going to make a difference to them. You're the one who has lost out there. You're going to have to contact your bank and cancel those transactions. But with Apple Pay, that is secure. Now, to set it up, a lot of people have asked as well, how do I set this thing up? In On your iPhone is an app called Wallet. And in this Wallet app, you can add credit cards and other cards too, by the way. You can add, uh, if you've got frequent flyer cards and other, other cards, Wallet accepts them, uh, nearly all cards. But that's where you can choose to put your ComBank card or BankWest card. And then once you do that, you sort of follow the prompt. So tap the add sign, the plus sign, and then follow the prompts to add the new card, then what you'll do is you'll enter a code sent to you via SMS to verify that it's you, and uh, and then you're on your way. Then it's in your wallet. Then if you've got multiple cards in there, you can choose which one you want to use before you actually make the transaction. So that virtual wallet on on your iPhone, and and works on Apple Watch too, of course, as well. I, I'm a I, I'm a ComBank customer, and I, I've been using it. I'm also a Sydney Credit Union customer, so that's a another financial institution where I use that mainly for my Apple Pay. But now that I've got ComBank uh, as well, I can do that too. So uh, it's really, really, uh, really interesting time for ComBank customers. You Westpac customers and National Australia Bank customers, hang in there. Uh, I think that you will get it soon. The, the reason the ComBank finally decided to offer this service in the first place is because there were so many people asking for it. So, you know, they say the squeaky wheel gets the oil in this case. So if you want to speak up to your bank, ask them, you want Apple Pay, and then they will do it. And and customers at the Commonwealth Bank, that's exactly the reason why they got it, because so many people asked for it. I know for a fact that a lot of people left their bank to join ANZ when they offered Apple Pay. They wanted Apple Pay, and, and it's they've got more loyalty to their phone platform than to their bank. It was easier for them to switch banks than to change phones because Samsung Pay works on all, all uh, with all the banks. Uh, so a lot of people thought, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change banks. I'm not going to change phones. I'm going to change banks. But now if you're a ComBank customer, you've got Apple Pay, so you don't have to go anywhere. Apple Pay is here. ANZ's got it. Now ComBank and BankWest have it, and we're still waiting for US Pack and National Australia Bank, but we suspect it won't be too long. If you want to read more about that story, check it out, techguide.com.au.
Now, there is uh, one device we carry with us the whole time, and that's our phones. So you can just imagine our greatest fear would be that this magical device that's in our pocket that we've grown to rely on so much for our communications, for our social media, for our photos, taking photos, then you can imagine the panic uh, a lot of people would feel when they're on a low battery or if they actually run out of battery. It's a real thing, this, this fear of, uh, of not having battery, of running out of battery. It's actually real. Huawei did a study about the fear of battery obliteration, FOBO they called it, and I'll tell you in a minute why Huawei's involved, but it was an interesting study. FOBO is a thing. It's real. Some interesting facts about how we cope with this, this, this fear of, of, of running out of battery. And they said that they, they polled more than 2,000 people and found that 74% of Australians run out of battery at least once a day. I found that remarkably high. 74%, that's three quarters of people run out of battery at least once a day. So that means they're stranded with a, with a dead, dead phone, no battery, which is, uh, that's interesting to me. Four out of five people admit that running out of battery makes them feel stressed. It's a, they've got physical they feel physically stressed. They feel helpless, angry, anxious, and lonely. These are the words in Huawei's study. Running out of battery also causes a negative emotional experience for 83%. Like one in 10 people even suffer physical symptoms. Can you imagine getting sweaty palms because your battery's running low? Some people do. Imagine getting an increased heart rate because... You're running low on battery. But here's my favorite. People are reduced to tears when their battery runs out. It's unbelievable. Now, the study showed, though, we were in love with our phones so much that one in three, okay, so a third, so one in three of you listening to this right now would rather give up sex than their smartphone. One in three. Remarkable. We are so dependent on our batteries. On our, on our phones and, of course, the battery on our phone. And it makes no, uh, no shock here that the biggest impact is on uh, young millennials. We're talking 18 to 24-year-olds who are troubled most by this. And 18% said they would leave an event early if their battery was running low. So you can imagine if you're in a movie and you see some young people getting up and leaving the cinema, it not, might not be because they don't like the movie. It could be because they want to charge their phone. They don't want to have a dead phone. So uh, this is a reality. This is happening. Now, why is Huawei involved? I hear you ask. This is Huawei. The, the, the reason they did this poll, this survey, is not just out of the kindness of their hearts, which, which is partly the reason, but the other reason is to promote the fact that their Mate 20 Pro has a remarkable battery life, uh, that to which I can attest to. Read my review. There's a link to it on my Phobo story on Tech Guide. The Mate 20 Pro has a two-day battery life. That's legit. That's a legit claim. I can tell you that's legit because I've used this phone. I'm using this phone. So uh, I can attest to that. And a lot of companies – but here's what I like about it, though. Huawei didn't claim the two-day battery life. They just said it was good battery life. I think they gave – I think it was a 4,000 milliamp hour battery on the phone. They never said it was two days. But it is, it is two days. That's what I respect about it. They never made the claim, but it was there. Other companies have made the claim, and it's not there. 
Many of the companies who said, yep, two-day battery life, not one of them has given me two-day battery life, but the Huawei Mate 20 Pro definitely has. And what what they did over the weekend, over the the Australia Day long weekend, it's over now, unfortunately. I only found out about this a few days ago. They set up a an installation at Bondi Beach to demonstrate one of the really interesting features about the Huawei Mate 20 Pro, and that's reverse charging. What you do with reverse charging, it turns your Mate 20 Pro into a wireless charger. So imagine we're at dinner. You and I are having dinner or lunch or coffee, and you say, I'm I'm right, my battery, I'm nearly dead. And I pull out my Mate 20 Pro, flick on reverse charging, place it face down on the table. You can put your wirelessly chargeable device on the back of my Mate 20 Pro and get a charge. I could charge your phone. So what they did, they set up this interactive installation at Bondi Beach. It was Sunday and Monday to allow people to charge up their devices using the Mate 20 reverse charging at their booth at Bondi Beach. And there was a juice bar set up. It was a lot of fun. They were giving out juices and allowing people to charge their phones from their this using the reverse charging feature. Now, this isn't the first phone that Huawei has produced that can offer charging to other devices. The Mate 10, which was their their flagship phone a year and a bit ago, a year and three or four months ago, that could also charge other phones, but it needed a cable. So there is a you go into the settings and put on put USB charging, external USB charging on, and you char- you connect your phone with a cable, it'll charge your phone. But Huawei, at the time, when they released the Mate 20, they didn't really make a big fuss about this feature, which I thought I found remarkable that that this is the, one of the first features I've seen of its kind on a phone was charging another phone. And Huawei, at that time, for the Mate 10, they didn't make too big a deal about it. They told people a few months in. But with the Mate 20 Pro, that was from the launch. Uh, that This was a feature that they were shouting for the rooftops because it, again, gave them a point of difference. So how kind would that have been if your friend's got a Mate 20 Pro and they can help you out with a bit of charge? All good and a good reason for Huawei to provide that, provide this survey, but also uh, their installation of Bondo Beach to demonstrate this. It's quite a powerful demonstration. Whenever the, Anyone who I showed this to were amazed. They think, wow, that's really, really impressive and generous of me to offer the charge. So if you can help a mate out with some charge with your Mate 20 Pro, they're going to be forever in your debt. FOBO, fear of battery obliteration. It's a real thing, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we've got proof of that with the Huawei survey, and you can check out my review of the Mate 20, 20 Pro where I actually demonstrate that in the review, the reverse charging. Remarkable thing. You want to read more about that? Check it out, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand, and they're issuing a challenge. They're offering customers to take the Orbi Home Wi-Fi Challenge. If you buy the Orbi Wi-Fi kit, you'll get your money back if it doesn't improve your home Wi-Fi. So what have you got to lose? Orbi, uh, that's a Wi-Fi system designed for any size home, large or small, from apartments and lofts to single-family homes and sprawling estates. No more dead zones, no black spots, just better Wi-Fi everywhere. For those times we need a little more, Orbi has add-on satellites to give you additional coverage inside and out. 
whether it's to the for your backyard, your garage, or even the granny flat. In today's modern household, Orbeez tri-band Wi-Fi systems lets you stream your favorite movies in 4K, play online games, and provide ultra-fast Wi-Fi no matter how many devices are connected. Orbeez plugs into your existing modem and is really easy to set up with just a couple of clicks. And not only does it work great, looks great too, blends right into your home's decor. Orbeez is the easiest, fastest, most expansive and advanced mesh Wi-Fi network available today. And you can take that Orbeez Wi-Fi challenge if you buy a Netgear Orbi Wi-Fi kit, get better home Wi-Fi or your money back. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennig. All righty. First up, we're going to be chatting about the Legrand voice switch. Now, this is an interesting product that is Legrand is a name, French company, and pretty familiar to people in Australia. Have Take a look at your light switch or your PowerPoints. Chances are they are made by Legrand, which is uh, big around the world, at, including right here in Australia. And they revealed at the Consumer Electronics Show this incredible new product called the Legrand Voice Switch. So imagine a light switch. So the top half has a switch for your light or whatever you happen to be controlling. And the bottom half is a speaker and a microphone. And imagine having these all around your house and all linked back to your Wi-Fi and Alexa. So imagine you can ask Alexa anything you want in any room of your house. Now, currently, if you've got an Amazon speaker, an Echo speaker, if it's in the kitchen or it's in the bathroom, you've got to be in that room to ask the question. Well, with this solution, any room in the house that has a switch, and this could be installed in any switch in your home, you could ask Alexa to turn on the lights or to for information or whatever you need to do, turn on the radio, listen to music from anywhere in your house. So instead of being limited to one smart speaker in a room, the Legrand voice switch makes it possible to access Alexa from anywhere in your home. So it turns your home into one giant smart speaker. Now, all the switches, of course, are linked wirelessly to the internet. And, of course, they've also uh, they've got a feedback to your central hub. So it relies on a, like a Zigbee system or a Crestron system, which is a smart system that's already in existence for a lot of customers. So they've got it to control their lights and everything else uh, using controllers and timers and things like that. But it can then connect your your Legrand voice switches and give you complete control of your home from any room in your house. Now, if you want to buy multiple speakers, that's up to you, but still you need to be in that room to issue that command. So with the Legrand switch and you might be building a new house or renovating a house, it's a possibility to just update your switches. And there'll be a variety of styles and colors to suit your home's decor, but it is connected. It is a smart connection for you. So rather than having an Alexa speaker in every room, the Legrand voice switch can do that for you. You want to read more about that story, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. Next up, we're talking Ring. And uh, Ring has, well, they're the video doorbell company, of course, and they've announced a new product. It's the Stick Up Cam. 
This is the device that you can place anywhere in your home, inside or out. So as I said, you know the doorbell. So that's at your front door, of course, and that's connected via Wi-Fi. There's either a battery version or you can connect it to mains power if you've got power at your front door. And when everyone rings your doorbell, you get a notification and you can talk to them. And it's designed not only for convenience, but also to increase the security around your home as well. And Ring naturally use the term ring of security when talking about their products because they do have other products. They've got uh, light, they've got uh, cameras with a, a light sensor and other, other cameras that you can place wirelessly around your home. But with the stick-up cam, it is a refined design, so it's a new design, and it's, it's weatherproof, so it can be used inside or out, and has a mount that means you can place them flat on the wall, uh, hanging from a ceiling, however you want, uh, sideways off the wall. It does give you those options. And, and the, again, it's designed to increase, to expand the ecosystem in your home if you've got already existing Ring products, as that's the objective of the company is to keep you in its ecosystem rather than you uh, putting up different brand cameras and doorbells in your home. It's easier if you just have one. And hence the reason why Ring has come up with this new these new products. Now, there's, there's the Ring stick-up cam where there's a wired version, but there's also a battery version well. So the wired version, you can connect to power using... POE, which is power over Ethernet. So if you've got an Ethernet connection, that's the only connection you need to not only connect it to the internet and to your, your network, but it also powers it as well. Or you can do the same thing through a micro USB power supply. So it connects both power and provides connection to the internet using a single cable. So that's the wired version of the camera, but there's also the battery version, which connects wirelessly to your network. Like a, I think it's a competitor to Arlo, Uniden, all these other companies that have got wireless security cameras, which are quite common now. But Ring, this is Ring's version. If you are, if you do happen to have the doorbell in your front door and you want to add security cameras, then you can stick to this ecosystem and just add them right away. The uh, stick-up cameras uh, have, there's a rechargeable version, as I mentioned, but there's also a Ring solar panel as well. It's compatible with that panel, so you can uh, keep it charged at all times. And Adjustable brackets means you can point them in the right direction. So set up for your desired direction and position. Uh, both cameras also weatherproof as well. I mentioned inside or out IPX5 rating. So, uh, they can go anywhere. They've also got, there's, there's night vision as well. So work day or night. Do, do it yourself installation. Really easy to do. Two way audio. So two way talk between if there's someone at your front door that you want to talk to or in front of the camera, I should say, you can talk to them. Uh, it's 1080p. So full high definition video quality. Uh, there's a siren built in as well. So if there's suspicious characters lurking about, there is a siren in the camera that can scare them off. Uh, it's got motion detection like the doorbell uh, and the other cameras that have got uh, customizable motion zones as well. So a lot of features, uh, so you can make this, you can optimize it for your home or your business and uh, some handy features, especially with the uh, the wired features as well. If you've got a, an Ethernet cable there, it does save you a lot of trouble rather than having to install a PowerPoint up near the camera. If you can just run an Ethernet cable up there or a micro USB cable, uh, you're done and dusted. You, you've got power and a connection to the internet. Really handy feature right there. Pricing, uh, the the cameras are 300 and $19 each. But there are bundles. If you do want to buy the solar panel, you can. the bundle is $399 if you want to buy the panel as well. 
but three nineteen for each of the cameras. And they're available from Ring.com as well as Amazon, Harvey Norman, Bunnings, Officeworks, Bing Lee, and JB Hi-Fi. If you want to read more about the Ring stick-up cam, then you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Next up, we're talking Elsie Healthy, which is the name given to connected eyewear. Now, we saw this product also at the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas recently. And when you think of connected eyewear, there's a lot of people who uh, their first uh, their first thought is about Google Glass. Remember Google Glass? There's really dorky-looking glasses that you'd wear, and it would put this vision in front of your eye and information and things like that. Uh, there's also the Epson Maverio, which are very handy smart glasses too that allow you to see digital information in your eye line as well. I've written about it on Tech Guide. I've also flown drones with them as well. Really handy way to customize the your own experience. If you need to uh, have, like if you're doing a museum tour, for example, you could be looking through the Maverio and see the information of the, the artwork you happen to be looking at. Well, the Elsie Healthy Connected Eyewear is they're smart glasses, but they don't offer the same features as Google Glass and Maveria. And by that, I mean you don't see anything in your eye line. To, from looking through the glasses, they work just like any other pair of glasses. You can just see through them. You can even put your own subscription prescription lenses in there as well. So uh, if you want to make these your, your daily glasses for reading or for, for your short-sightedness or whatever you want, this works. Or you can just use them because they're the fact that they're connected and the features that you get with this connected product are remarkable. A, a lot of functionality built in, and there's a lot of sensors built in, located in the frame. Uh, and the sensors not only can detect things like your head and eye movement, it can also detect things like eye blinks. So we we had a demonstration. There's Our video is actually on Tech Guide. If you want to have a look at the video we created, I'm wearing glasses, and the inventor was there as well. And he showed us a demonstration about how the glasses can detect when you're blinking. So why is that important? Well, excessive blinking is a sign of drowsiness. So if you're getting this feedback, the glasses can tell if you're blinking excessively, which could lead to drowsiness. Now imagine wearing this when you're driving. So it can detect perhaps when you're feeling a little drowsy and even send an alert to a family friend, a friend or a family member to say that, oh, Steve's driving at the moment. He's, he's, he's wearing his Elsie Healthy glasses and he appears to be getting a bit drowsy. So your, your first reaction is to, to ring. You're going to say, listen, I just got this alert. How are you feeling? Are you okay? You're tired to have a rest, to pull over. So it can detect this drowsiness. It can also detect distraction. So the glasses can actually see where you're looking. So if you're looking away from the from the road or down or wherever, it can detect that and give you an alert. So the driver gets an alert and your loved ones can also get alert, an alert. So imagine you're a parent and your child is driving and you're getting these alerts that they're drowsy or they're being distracted. What's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to call them and you're going to make sure that they're okay. And, and if you're wearing the glasses, you know that they can pick up this stuff. So if you're looking at your phone instead of driving and doing these things, then the, the glasses are going to pick that up and possibly tell other people. So in that regard, it, it could potentially save a life if, if, uh, 
if that's the case. It can also detect fall. So there's these accelerometers built in so that if you're, say, you're, you're hiking or you're on a job site or something and you fall over, again, you could that can send a notification to uh, either the emergency or to a family member or friend, and they'll say, oh, look, oh, Stephen's taken a tumble, and you'll think, oh, hang on, he's, he's hiking in the middle of nowhere. Where is this guy? So it can give you that notification too. Or if you're on a job site uh, and you think about it, say someone's on a site, they're operating heavy machinery, and if they're drowsy, distracted, or fall over, you want to know that. So for, for occupational health and safety reasons, that's a good a good result there as well. So uh, they're, they're, they're more than just smart glasses that can give you information. They're actually a bit more functional than that and give you all these, these indications with the sensors and accelerometers on board to provide this feedback and, and to detect potential risks uh, and, and avoid them potentially. So they could literally save your life. Uh, LC Healthy is created by a French company and their objective is to use innovation to detect potential risks and improves, improve people's health and well-being. I think with the product... The LC Healthy glasses, I think they're doing a hell of a job doing that. They're going to be available in the coming months. They'll be priced at about four hundred dollars Australian dollars, and uh, they will work obviously with a companion app. That's how you can detect. That's how it can it can uh, visualize your bread drowsiness. You look at our video. The uh, drowsiness, the guy holds the phone next to his face and blinks deliberately. And each time he blinks, there was like a little waveform on the phone where the glasses were actually picking that up. Remarkable technology. Elsie Healthy uh, from the French company. We're going to see it in a few months. Uh, great, A great product to help prevent people falling asleep at the wheel, being distracted, and even can tell if you've had a fall. All these features built into one pair of connected glasses. Elsie Healthy, if you want to read more about it, check it out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton. That's the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, you probably have antivirus on your computers and tablets, but did you know that your router could be letting hackers into your home? The router is the heart of today's connected home, but can also provide an entry point for hackers. And they can attack anything connected to your network, including uh, your devices. They can infect your devices, steal your information, and even spy on your home. And unfortunately, just password protecting your router won't block these threats. Norton Core is a smart and more secure Wi-Fi router that delivers speed and security all in one. Norton Core delivers next-gen Wi-Fi speeds to every corner of your home while helping to protect all your connected devices, computers, phones, smart TVs, baby monitors, gaming consoles, smart speakers, and more. They can all be protected from digital threats by helping to block them at the network level. With built-in parental controls, Norton Core also lets you set screen time limits by device or user. You can set content filters and even pause the internet across your home or from an easy-to-use smartphone app. Norton Core at the moment is available for $98, which is a bargain. This is a sale that's available only through Harvey Norman. The more secure Wi-Fi router, that's Norton Core, available now for $98 at your local Harvey Norman store. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Righto, the Tech Guide Help Desk, uh, we've actually got a voice bite, which I'm going to play right now. Uh, here it is. Hi, Stephen. 
I'm going to be turning 18 soon and moving out with a couple of friends to a new house. We're looking at getting a video doorbell for security and to check packages being delivered. What one do you recommend? Very timely question. Uh, we just spoke a moment ago about the Ring stick-up cams. Now, Ring is obviously a, a good choice there because uh, they were first on the scene and they, they do provide all of that information. So there's a camera built in, you get a notification, you can talk to people, the person at the door. Uh, there is another choice though. Uh, the, the, the company Natatmo also announced their version of the smart doorbell. Not available till the second half of the year though, unfortunately. And they're again, uh, similar product where you get a notification on your phone. There's a camera built in, lets you see who's at your front door, talk to them, whether you're in the next suburb or on the other side of the world. You can, uh, create automations within the home app as well. So, uh, it, it'll turn on a light, for example, when it detects a person. So there's is that choice as well. Arlo also have an audio doorbell that's backed by their cameras, so you can combine those products. So rather than having your camera at the door, as you do with Ring and Atatmo and, and some others, with Arlo, it's just an audio doorbell. So you, you touch, they, someone presses your doorbell and you get a VoIP call to your phone. So you're immediately talking to the person at your front door. Now, if you happen to have an Arlo camera and most of the Arlo camera owners have a camera trained on the front door, that camera will instantly activate so you can see the person at your front door and talk to them at the same time. Now, with Ring, you can only see out. So from the front door, you can only see the person standing there. So say if it's a courier de- detect, uh, delivering a package, and this happens to me all the time. Courier delivers a package, and I say, okay, mate, just leave it in the front door, and they walk away. What well, my next step is then to switch to my Arlo camera looking at the front door so I can see that they've actually left it at the front door. So the Arlo solution, I think, is if you, especially uh, Isaac, who's the guy who sent the uh, voice bite, he particularly mentioned being able to track packages. So I reckon maybe hang out for the Arlo uh, Arlo audio doorbell, combine it with the Arlo camera, and you've got that complete solution. Rather than, like I do, getting the ring, looking through the ring doorbell and then checking through the Arlo camera to actually see the packages that have been placed there. So that is my recommendation. The Arlo video, the, the audio doorbell combined with an Arlo camera, you get the same smarts as you would with ring, but I think it's handier to have a view from behind, from in front of your front door, rather than looking out at the, at the driveway. You want to see what's ha- happening at your front door from uh, from that elevated position rather than just looking out from beside your front door. And we've, we've written about uh, Ring, we've written about Natatmo, all these stories, as well as the new Arlo audio doorbell and the uh, that solution on techguide.com.au. And that is the end of our show, ladies and gentlemen, for this week. You can read about everything that we've talked about, of course, at techguide.com.au. And we love you getting in touch with us. Feel free, as Isaac did, to send us a voice by. Click on the blue icon. You'll see my face and the record button. Click on that icon and you'll just need to sign in to VoiceBite. You create an account using your Facebook credentials if you want. And you can record there and there, right there and then on the website, 
and that question comes to me, I'll play that on the next Tech Guide podcast and I'll answer your question as I did earlier with Isaac. We also accept emails, of course, if you want to email us, info at techguide.com.au as well. We want to give a special shout-out too to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thank you all for listening. We look forward to joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.